a man growing up with a cane pole in his hand. Pocket full of dreams sitting down by the street that leads him to the corpus play. Give him a shotgun to please his mind. Give them quail a few reasons to fly. Living it just ain't for me. I wanna go back to the country. Take me to Texas. I wanna go down that open road. Take me to Texas. I wanna see how far this country goes. Take me to Texas. I wanna go down that open road. Take me to Texas. I wanna see how far this country goes. your coffee cup, put the dog on the porch, and turn up your radio. This is the Outdoor Zone with DJ and Cody Ryan, live from the bunkhouse. There's a place up ahead and I'm going, just as fast as my feet can fly. Come away, come away, if you're going, leave the sink and All right, welcome, it's the Outdoor Zone, live in the bunkhouse. Yeah, it's just an old tin shack on the back of the ranch, but we call it home live here every Sunday morning, 7 to 9 a.m. Central, USA, America, Mark. 24-7, 365 on all your favorite podcast platforms. My name is TJ Granny. hosting with me is the inevitably talented, handsome, and young- good-looking the most beautiful. Oh, okay, man. I'm here. Yes, I'm here. Yeah, most okay. beautiful man in Texas. Thank you. Myself. Thank you very man. much. Use the B word. Uh, is Cody Ryan? Also, I got beefsteak in the house. Oh yeah. Jack yeah, is that ranch explains hand. the smell. Uh, <laughs> <Jack> is... <laughs> oh T- man, you're following the TJ Graney. Shame on you. Shame well, on wanted, you. I was, uh, let me finish. Jack is the ranch hand that gets oh. here early and gets the gate open, makes sure the old potbelly stove gets fired up, puts a screw in the old screen door to keep it on to make sure it doesn't fall off. And uh, yeah, that's it. We're live. That same screw is, it, it eventually it's got to, we got to change the hinge or something, hmm. you know. Well, screw is, we'll leave that. Well, your your that, prices are too high. I mean, Cody. the screw falls out every single week. <laughs> you you charge too much. No rusty dry roll screw. That's what you get. That's uh standard operating procedure here at the ranch. Yes. Standard operating procedure. So shame on you, TJ Graney. You, oh you, my. I talked to you on Friday and you're like, la da 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 da. We were just talking, hung up. And then later I find out that you're on your way out to a ranch. And I'm like, wait, wait, what? You're eating uh, this cook talk to you and exp- uh, you're eating, which was kind of funny. It's and you're not eating a cook. A you're eating a cook. Monsieur, it is a chef. A chef. I'm sorry. You went it. to a fancy ranch and uh, and had a fancy chef and probably were eating my but my backstrap that I gave the fancy chef. We oui, we oui. that is exactly. <laughs> and and I wasn't even invited. I'm like, wait, wait. Wait, where are you and why was I not there? Goose goose liver pate and chicken fried backstrap. Thank you very much. I just don't understand. I supplied all the meat and I'm not there. I'm not even invited. 
Uh, I called. I don't know. You must have been in the shower or something. I don't know. I called. Uh, you know so better was, than that. I don't take a shower. So one of the guys at the ranch shot an axis, nice axis. And so we pulled the heart out of it. And Monsieur, the chef, last night, uh, got it all cleaned up real nice and then battered it up, fried that bad boy up. Come on. Nice. Just look out. It was That's delicious. not a very chef. You can't really call him a chef and then say he he chicken fried a deer heart. <laughs> yeah, I asked him to that's do it. That's the best kind. Chef here, chicken fried a deer, deer heart? No, that's not how <laughs> that works. Think he's got to, like it's got to be fondue or something. To be. Yeah, you don't chicken fried deer heart and, and call yourself a chef with an accent. <laughs> so TJ, they it's not how that works. That dis- description <laughs> of you didn't work. What, what what was that? You were they were surprised at what you look like on off the radio. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. So one of the guys that is <laughs> and he's here, probably standing the there chef, staring the at chef, you. The chef. The <laughs> chef. I was sitting on the you know on the other side of the room, and he looks over and he goes, "You're the guy on the radio." No, he I said, "Monsieur." Are you the guy on the radio? I love beefsteak. I love him. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna go with this, said, this whole chef thing, you got to do the whole and, thing all the way through. And he said, "Oh man, I always envisioned you as fat with glasses." <laughs> I said, I "Figured you uh, were much larger in the rumpish area." I said, uh, uh, "Okay." Uh, I think. And I anyway. said, and I texted that you back so and funny. said, beefsteak doesn't wear glasses. So come on. Hey, beef. Yeah. You're no longer that guy. You are slim well, and uh, fit. And I wouldn't say that's to keep saying I like myself. I like myself. <laughs> I wouldn't I like say myself. slim. Oh, I Look in the mirror. Exactly. <laughs> Look in the mirror. I like myself. Well, I drop. Yeah. Dropping 50 makes a big difference, you know? That's right. Yeah. Drop 50 over here in my hand. And uh, if Cody dropped 50, I don't know what would happen. I mean, I would be in a hospital bed, but I, (laughs) I did drop 50 yesterday. What? uh, At the lumber yard. No, I was doing yard work yesterday and went and bought a bunch of rock. Uh, 8,000 pounds worth of flagstone. Probably was only five fifty bucks, right? No. Oh. Not hardly. I wish. And, uh, and I carry, you know, we were doing a bunch of projects around the house and holy cow, I only got through about 5,500 pounds of it, but so far, but I woke up this morning and went, wait, why, what is that? Man, my back feels weird. What is <laughs> what that? Is that hey, welcome to our world. Cody. Ryan. Holy cow. <laughs> oh man. So 50, 50 pounds. Yeah, I did 5,500 so pounds. You bought a big flat, flat pieces? That yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, so you're putting pallets. in a patio kind of flatlander. Yeah, I had some drainage areas that I, I wanted to get done and flower beds and all kinds of stuff. So Yeah, that septic, that above-ground septic is probably, that, that that's bad out there, isn't it? You got to collect that water. You know, yeah. collect that gray water, man. 
We yeah, were retreated. My pond can't hardly take any more water. So we Holy were we cow. were out in Mine Louisiana, either. and I was with this guy. We had gone. We were refurbishing a uh, for a church, a uh, trailer house. If you can imagine that, a lot of kills on the inside is what we did. But outside, he goes, "Hey, man, watch this!" And there was this like pond that had a big kind of scum over the top, and he threw a rock and went thump, boom, and it went right through the scum, and all of a sudden. Ah, you could smell it. It was an above ground septic tank. Have you ever seen those before? Where it's just you probably like have a, to do that in Louisiana, huh? It's kind of like them above ground uh, graves, uh, grave sites. Yeah, yeah. Everything just floats to the top. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah, uh-huh. I didn't know if you'd ever seen one of those, but man, you break that crust on the top. Mm-hmm. No, but it's funny because so we have the aerobic septic system, and so every once in a while you hear this, and the sprinklers or the aerobic sprinklers are putting the leftover water out, the treated water out, and Mrs. Granny goes, what is that? What is that? It's, like, it's not treated. It's not treated. Well, no, no it's not, just it's the water treated. that I mean, floats to, to the top. Drink it, but... Right. It's... Just the water that floats through the top after it's filtered through everything. That's really all it is. Non-potable. It's better than Non-potable. just having the, a pipe run down to the back of the property and just dump everything out. Hey, man, in Austin, yeah. they, they make dillo dirt, you know, where it's that stuff that comes from the sewage, and they lay it out, dry it out, and then put it in compost. That's very go. interesting. It's called dillo dirt. Yeah. You ought to try that, TJ. You know, okay. out at the where we hunt, out at that old farmhouse, it's a hundred. Make my own. It's a, it was built in 1909. The septic tank the is just a of dillo dirt. It is just some piece of long septic pipe. That's it. When it fills up, so it's done. It's over. So <laughs> That's the, it. The septic. So you're not supposed to run your. Apparently, here's the deal. You're not supposed to run your washer and dryer into the septic system. Right. And uh, you're supposed to run that separate so you don't fill your septic system up with washer and dryer water. You run it into a different type of uh, drainage field, and it's basically just gravel and something over the top of it. And uh, I don't know that I can do that, but there's different ways to get rid of that water and use it in different places. Actually, it's good water when it comes out of the washing machine. It can be used for washing your washing or feeding your plants, your grass. But hey, we don't want to forget our friends over at McBride's Guns, the way society's pounding on our rights on guns. And we're going to talk about some of it here during the show today. Some of our rights, uh, some of the rights of our friends in other places getting pounded on. Uh, we need to trust our constitutional rights to our buddies over at McBride's Guns. They're Austin family-owned and operated local full-service firearm dealer. Whether you're looking for a new rifle, shotgun, personal carry, special order firearm, the staff at McBride's can help. You find McBride's in the same place it's been for years, the corner of 30th and Lamar. You can call them, 512-472-3532. Or just go online at McBridesGuns.com, McBridesGuns.com, McBride's Guns, they're our hometown gun shop. Bing, bing. I just had a coffee incident. 
Just wanted to let you know that maybe Chernobyl over here. You had a coffee enema in- incident. It may be Chernobyl oh, incident. Yeah, okay. yeah. If if the bunkhouse goes down, a little you know bit why. different. You know why, don't you? A little bit different. Things start flashing. Did Cody freeze. Shut down. I think so. He looks very scared, doesn't he? Funny. <laughs> oh, so uh, I'm good. Oh, oh, there, there he is. He's back. He was doing okay. that on purpose. He was doing a little impression. He's yeah, like, let me work on something. <laughs> let me. Uh, yeah, let's do that on air. Yeah, why don't you get that all worked out while we're on air? Oh boy, this so, is. So man, the wind yesterday was howling, howling, howling here. Looking at the weather around the country right now. There's some pretty cool stuff. I have a my buddy in Alaska, mm-hmm. Joas. He uh his two boys took off, uh went up into some of the uh mountains right around there where they live, I guess, and built went up in the mountain, built a snow shelter, stayed two nights in a snow shelter, killed parmigen, parmigen, <laughs> big white birds. And ate them while they were out there and just lived in a snow shelter for two days. And it was negative 12. Man, what kind of stories are they going to have? You know, they're 17. That's what that his two boys and their friend. That's what they chose to do for the weekend. I just think that's bad out. Right. That is bad out. All right. Well, we got to take a break. Hey, on the flip side, we'll come back and we've got some fishing information from Cody and we'll get him geared up and tuned in and hooked up, hooked up. And uh, it's the Outdoor Zone, live in the bunkhouse, 24-7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. American Blood Brothers, this is Ted Nugent on the Outdoor Zone, live from the bunkhouse with my blood brother, TJ. Whack them and stack them, would you? Ow! Got scratch fever, baby. Hey, get a fresh start without the fast talk to the new year during our big President's Day sales events at now Maxwell Supercenter. And there's some really big there's some really big news in 2024. The 2024 Ram 1500 Lone Star Crew Cab with total savings of over 14000 That's a price lower than their competition. Plus, any Ram truck you buy from Nile Maxwell Austin comes with a free, that's right, free lifetime powertrain protection plan for as long as you own and it's covered. The best selection and a free lifetime protection plan at Nile Maxwell's is Nile Maxwell's promise. <clears throat> and their promise to beat any competitor's price. Just go see the experts in Central Texas at Nile Maxwell's Supercenter. You have Nile's personal promise to beat any competitor's price in Central Texas. Just bring us their deal and we'll beat it. Head to the Nile Maxwell Supercenter where we, where we sell more than anyone else, 620 and 183 in Austin, or visit online at NileMaxwellSupercenter.com. NileMaxwellSupercenter.com. Now it's time for our fishing. Bass fishing talk, a little bass fishing talk. Obviously, uh, it's that time of year. Every tournament trail has had a tournament or is having a tournament right now for the season it has officially begun bassmaster opens 
happened on Lake Okeechobee this past weekend. Yesterday, Scott Martin takes home the win on his home pond of Okeechobee and in a traditional manner with giant bags, breaks the all-time three-day Bassmaster record with over 90 pounds in three days. Holy cow. (laughs) And absolutely smashes on them. Uh, Wins by like 15 pounds or 20 pounds or something over skin. It was crazy. It was awesome. And it was probably one of the only, if not the only, real bass tournament we'll see all year. <laughs> and why I say that because bass fishing has changed. It has officially changed forever. Ever. Bass fishing tournaments has officially changed forever. Let me put it that way. Bass fishing tournaments have officially changed forever. I've talked about it. We've talked about it. If you're in the bass fishing world, you've heard about it. You've talked about it. You've seen it. It's done. Bass fishing tournaments, as we know it, are done as we once knew them. Sound like With, we should be playing wow, taps or something. Yeah, yeah. And, Man, it's just, it's it came to, it came, you know, I've been hearing for year, the last year or two, the griping, I've heard the complaining, I've done the griping, I've done the complaining, no. I've witnessed, <laughs> witnessed it happen, and it finally hit home the 100%, huh? 100 real- with Major League Fishing as their first Bass Pro Tour event going on at Toledo Bend Reservoir Lake near and dear to my heart here in Texas and East Texas and a lake that has grass and trees and any kind of structure you could want to fish in the past. Uh, you'd have a guy fishing a shad spawn with a swim jig around docks. The next guy would be fishing a top water around the pepper grass and the next guy would be fishing, you know, a frog in the back of a creek. Yeah, uh, that'd be me. That's me. <laughs> then you'd have a guy deep cranking uh, points off, you know, out of the main lake. And, I mean, the the lake Toledo in is just notorious for uh, big fish and being able to fish so many different ways. Major League Fishing, Bass Pro Tour there this week. Every guy that I've seen on camera has two to six spinning rods, light line, and a little jig head on the rod, and they're chasing open water bass uh, with their live scope casting to just bass that are just out there roaming around and they're using little spinning rods and just pitching to them like like they're crappie fishing and sounds so like crappie so fishing. it's a live scope is what you're saying the live scope is doing that yeah the live live uh live sonar which you can see the fish and see your bait and these guys are just out in the middle of the open water just 
scoping around. They call it scoping around, <laughs> you know, looking around, find a fish, pitch your little jig over to it. Fish comes up, eats it, reel them in. Next. Go to the next one. And it's just heartbreaking for a guy that's learned bass habit, uh, bass habits and and techniques and all of these different things that I watched it last year. I watched every major event get won this way, but yet there were still plenty of guys that were fishing different patterns and traditional patterns to get paid throughout the field. It's just not going to happen that way anymore. So what you're saying is that the live scope is what you've been warning everybody about or talking about or been watching mess up the industry and now you got a bunch of guys oh, i wouldn't say mess there. up the industry i mean if this is what you like just to do, change it changed it yep right it's completely so now, changed bass fishing i don't now, have to a guy like me that's had 20 years of learning patterning fish finding how to find fish it doesn't matter anymore zero it matters none anymore all you got to be able to do is read your life transducer and cast to fish so with a I, spinning rod have and hope. a little jig there's hope and there's so, hope for me and then so there there's hope. so the uh the what i was hearing about the uh one tournament series where the guys were uh they switched from five bass to Again, yeah, major league fishing. That's the same event that's going on that I'm talking about. Uh, that's a, I mean, that's a whole different and they're scenario. Just, that's a, that they've switched, they've gone to every fish counts. They went to five fish last year, they didn't like it. They switched back to every fish counts, and then that's the gripe is that they've switched back and forth and back and forth. But that's major league fishing. They're that they've been doing changes and flip-flops and all that kind of stuff their whole existence so that's nothing nothing real new but yes they've gone back to every fish counts and i believe that's led to a big part of why this you don't have to catch the five biggest fish in the lake you just have to catch the most fish in the lake so and are they, i think that's yeah so are our guys saying that 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 this is gonna be the death nail to the bass fishing or you think or if they're going to be a, a revolt no, there's not a death nail no more no more live scope maybe you'll be like a transition like that was traditional. it's just completely changed it's completely changed you've got guys that you've never heard of that are able to come up the ranks very fast and uh take you know, because they know one thing, they've taught themselves live transducer fishing. They don't have to learn. You don't have to know seasonal patterns for 50 different lakes across the country like you once did. Or understand, well, you don't have to. timer, your days you are numbered. What? I, I want to know why. Well, you don't have to, you know, you'd have, you'd have guys in the past that in a professional fishing world that, well, I, he may not have won on a different on that lake in Mississippi, but he's been there eight times. He knows how it's going to be won. He knows the general area that it's going to be won in. You learn all those things over time and time and time and time of going to these places. Not anymore. You don't need to. That means nothing anymore. 
All you got to be able to do. I think it means something. I think it means something. It doesn't mean anything anymore. Cody Ryan, you're pretty calm about this. I would expect you kind of rant. He's mad as heck. I know, but but he's calm. I'm not mad. I think it's, I think I'm more sad. Uh, Well, I mean, it's been ongoing. I've seen it coming for, it's just, it, it, it just hit home finally with this Toledo Bend tournament that's happening right now where it you don't know where anybody is or because it doesn't matter they're just in the open water out in the middle of the front of the bays and uh it just it's just it's just weird it's just sad i knew it was coming i've saw it happen i i fished against it last year i got my butt kicked against it last year because i refused to commit to it i've watched it online i've fished that way and i again it's when you spend your day fishing staring at a screen there's just something that's not right about that in my well i mean it's the new it's the it's the the generation is used to it at this 40 minutes a week outside you'd be on a boat and you're still watching the screen yeah it's crazy hey i'll tell you what though if you're looking for a way to protect your family, to keep them guarded, and uh, the way I do it, I use Altria HealthShare. Finding affordable, top-quality healthcare options can be tricky for sportsmen, entrepreneurs, and those who are self-employed. And Altria HealthShare, they're a 501c3 organization that's been sharing in medical needs for over 25 years. Altria HealthShare is not insurance. However, it offers a powerful alternative to traditional insurance and skyrocketing costs. Altria HealthShare is a healthcare sharing ministry, which means members contribute, commit to a statement of standards, which includes a healthy lifestyle choice. You can find out how much you can save by going to myshare.org. You can save some money by myshare.org slash Cody. Altura HealthShare, where we care for one another. All right, I'm done with complaining about <laughs> the new, well, okay, I lied. I'll probably complain about it next week, too. Hey, it's the Outdoor Zone coming up. We've got your game warden field notes, news of the weird, all your favorite segments. It's the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse, 24-7-365. You can find us at theoutdoorzone.com. Foxworthy, and you're listening to two of my favorite rednecks, TJ and Cody, on the Outdoor Zone. All right, welcome back, regulators. You're tuned into the Outdoor Zone live from the bunkhouse, 24/7, 365 at all your favorite podcast platforms, or at theoutdoorzone.com. Yes, Sun Sun Auto, well, actually, News of the Weird is brought to you by Sun Automotive today. Austin may be weird, but it's not weird when everybody needs to have their vehicle repaired. You know, it can be hard to find a mechanic (laughs) you can trust. Do you like that, TJ? We use our friends at Sun Auto Service. You know, Sun Auto Service is a family-owned and operated auto and repair maintenance company since 1978. Each and every person at Sun Automotive works hard to demonstrate they take pride in what they do, and we want to be the place you bring your vehicle anytime it needs scheduled maintenance or repairs. You ready to come visit them? They have locations at, just like mine, at 405 West Slaughter Lane, 
1300 Medical Parkway in Cedar Park and 1403 Rivery Boulevard in Georgetown and Lakeway at 1206 Ranch Road 620. They have more locations throughout the country. You just have to go to sunautoservice.com to find those. Also, go and follow them on Facebook like I do for great maintenance tips and specials every week. Just go to sunautoservice.com. All right. Now it's time for your news of the weird. Huh? Wild, weird, strange, and crazy things can happen in the outdoors. We seek them out and bring them to you each and every week. It's time for the Outdoor Zone's Outdoor News of the Weird. Okay. So we talk a lot about the stuff going on at national parks on News of the Weird. And um, this is no different. This is another Yellowstone story. Just brilliance in just full, full you know, view. Hey, TJ, like, like Cody yeah. said, maybe things are just changing. Your traditional, pe- the way people act, and when they go out to places like this. Stupid is as stupid does. It's Man changing. did up his finger in boiling Yellowstone Spring to show off. And it doesn't go well. A man has been caught dabbing his finger and boiling in a boiling pool at Yellowstone National Park for attention, despite warnings from a companion burning himself in the process. The incident, which appears to have been to have taken place during the summer, was shared via infamous Instagram account Tourons T O U R Ons O N S of Yellowstone which calls out examples of bad behavior at U.S. national parks. Other incidents posted in recent months have included a woman putting, petting a bison's head, a person chasing bears, and a man trying to take up close, take up close, up close photos of an elk, which goes poorly. <laughs> uh, commenters were shocked by the man, not only touching the actively boiling water, but also crouching on fragile ground beside the pool, which is only a thin crust over scalding hot groundwater. Um, so, and, and there was there, this in the last year or two, there was some incredibly gruesome things happen in those <laughs> boiling springs. Uh, there was uh, one story was 23 year old Colin Scott and his sister Sable wandered off the boardwalk. So all through these geysers, there's wooden walking trails and they've got a lot of them have handrails. Some of them don't, but you stay on the wooden. You're supposed to stay on the wooden boardwalks. So uh, Colin Scott and his sister Sable wandered off the boardwalk to find a warm pool when he slipped and fell into the Norris Geyser Basin. He died soon after the accident, but attempts to recover his body were delayed by bad weather. And by the following day, nothing remained except his wallet and a pair of flip-flops. Yikes. What a way to go. Oh, my God. Dude. Oh. It boiled him. Uh, <laughs> it boiled him. I, I, have y'all been? 23- have Have y'all done this? Have y'all Have y'all been around these? Have y'all seen these? 
Oh yeah, many times. Oh yeah. I didn't realize they were really that hot. In I 2022, they were maybe the, just like warm and steaming. No. Well, in 2022, the abyss pool was closed after a park employee spotted a human foot inside a shoe floating in the water. <laughs> That's my after, fear. Yeah. After an investigation and DNA analysis, it was identified as belonging to a 70-year-old Los Angeles man named Hun Ro. <laughs> Hun Ro done slip road right into the holo full of hot water roll. How do you find I, that? Uh, how, how do you identify somebody from from their shoe, their, from their foot? They had their name written you on take it. it. Don't you write your name on your shoe? <laughs> you take it to the uh, pedicure place. Oh, and DNA. I, I, yeah. Oh, I he tell like you what, though, he like acrylic. He like a there, light color and acrylic. Oh, there's wow. more than one occasion that I have been fishing in an area and seen a shoe floating in the water more than one occasion. And it's always upside down. The shoe is always upside down, you know, because I guess the rubber sole floats, right? Okay. And so it always gets flipped upside down. And so you're, when you see a shoe floating, you're always going to see it that way. And that there's some I have attached. thought each time, each time I thought, please do not be a body connected. Please do not be a body connected to this every single time. <laughs> please don't ruin my day. Uh, just a foot. Well, what if it's just a foot? A lot of things happen in state parks and the more, the more untrained, unskilled, unthoughtful, unknown, knowing people go and wander these parks, the more you're having these things. I mean, just, nature, nature is cruel, right? And, and, that, and they blame a lot of it on social media. People wanting to just get a picture and they yeah. go over and they try and pet a bison and the, and then the bison stomps them. How do you say that? A bison? Bison. Stomp American bison. It's the bison. The American bison. What is that? A, uh, a delicacy. What's that one Instagram uh, channel that shows nothing but nature going against people? Have you seen that one? Where they get caught up by uh, doing stupid things and... In the outdoors, uh, something like nature breaks or nature like gone hashtag beefsteak or something like that. <laughs> no, I can't find it now. I used to have it on here. I must have cleaned the, it up. Uh, 2024 Bass Fishing Hall of Fame ballot has been released, uh, released that uh, revealed, I guess they say. Uh, they still have to be, you know, voted on. I guess it's, they pick two or three a year. I believe it's how it works. Uh, two or three people a year? Yes, two or three people a year for the Bass Fishing Hall of Fame. And 12 people in the fishing world are on the list. And then they vote for the couple of people that make it, I guess. And and then they'll receive it for that year. But uh, some names we know on that list. We know here in the bunkhouse is as well, Clark Winlet is one of the 12 wow. being voted on for the Bass Fishing Hall of Fame. Nice. Pretty cool to see our buddy on there. Uh, uh, Bill I Taylor, like 
the Bill Taylor, the tournament director for uh, for uh, FLW back in the day, for many many years. FLW being the uh, big tournament series that was then bought out by Major League Fishing. Most recently, Lynn Reeves uh, lose brought back lose fishing. I believe is uh, Lynn's big deal, but Mark Zona, Skeet Reese, Takahiro Omori. Ah, the greatest, the greatest Takahiro Omori, the the greatest bass fishing scene or or video clip of all time comes from Takahiro Omori, where he catches the two big fish at the very end in the Bassmaster Classic, the very end of the, uh, of the Bassmaster Classic. And I know they hear, I knew it, I knew it, I knew it. <sighs> and he wins the Bassmaster Classic. So no, that was the Outdoor Zone TV show where he said that. <laughs> no, that is a t- completely different guy that you fished with on that show. What? <laughs> hey, <laughs> tell me about Factory Mattress. Uh, okay, I'm going to, Tell you about factory mattress all in Japanese. <laughs> wow, that's terrible. Wow. In researching, that's how we say it, okay, in Japanese. And they'd be lucky to be coming over here because in, in researching a new mattress, uh, Mrs. Graney and I spent hours researching it. And then uh, we went to factory mattress to get the mattress that we had selected and then we did their right fit sleep tech mapping technology and the choices changed and they fit us with a specifically designed mattress that was just perfect for her and I shop smarter not har- harder with science backed sleep solutions at factory mattress and don't miss their sales going on all the time on their Tempur-Pedic models factory mattress makes it easy to save money in your back with free delivery setup and removal get the right bed right now during the sales going on at factory mattress where we have sleep down to a science factory mattress texas.com factory mattress texas.com for those that don't know i believe it was yusuke miyasaki that tj fished with yusuke years ago miyasaki yes yes uh, that's where it was but that's where that story comes from uh game warden field notes coming up it's the outdoor zone live at the bunkhouse 24 7 365 you can find us at the outdoor zone.com Amarillo by morning Up from San Antonio I'm Everstar Pro Ron Sheffield and I fish FLW You're listening to the Outdoor Zone Fish on Up this morning all right, welcome back, Regulators. You're tuned in to the Outdoor Zone 24-7-365 at theoutdoorzone.com as, and all your favorite podcast platforms as a live recorded podcast happening right here Sunday morning, 7 to 9 a.m. on 102.7 ESPN out of Austin, Texas. The Blowtorch Sports Station out of Austin, Texas. Um, hey, uh, I want to remind you that we, sh- we keep our stacks of cash 
with our buddies over at Keystone Bank. Keystone Bank, experience the value. No minimum of- balance required. <laughs> no. That's, that's why you're there. Okay. it up. We bring it in by the truckloads. We're, we, we love the guys over at Community uh, at Keystone Bank, where community banking, where local matters. Come join the Bank of Choice for Austin community members, families, and entrepreneurs. It's Keystone Bank, founded by our good buddy Jeff Wilkinson and his team operated right here in Austin, Texas, by locals just like you. That's why we're so invested in our community and its success. When you bank with Keystone, you enjoy the local relationship-based service that sets them apart. Banking at your fingertips, anywhere, anytime. To learn more, get started with the Keystone account. Visit one of our locations in person. There's the new one, 13715 East Ladera Boulevard there in B Caves. How about 500 Pressler Street in downtown Austin or 900 Hutchins Avenue in beautiful Ballinger, Texas? Or just go to the website, keystone.bank, keystone.bank for all the information. Keystone Bank, where local matters. Now it's time for our new Game Warden Field Notes. These are the stories of the brave and courageous men and women of law enforcement, defenders of the outdoors. These are true Game Warden Field Notes. So, Game Warden Field Notes. Game Warden Field Notes and News of the Weird could go together okay. on this How? particular episode of The Outdoor Zone. Uh, so here it is. Hiker's remains found in California National Park nearly nine months after he was last seen alive. The remains of a hiker who went missing in Southern California Park last year have been found nearly nine months after the man's disappearance, according to the National Park Service. Staff members with the Joshua Tree National Park discovered the skeletal remains of Trammell Evans, 25, on January 25th off a trail in the park's Black Rock area, park officials said. Park staff were led to the discovery when park researchers found an unattended backpack, which was later confirmed to belong to Trammell Evans, the release said. Evans was last seen after being dropped off at the Black Rock campground on the night of April 30th. According to Park Service, the hiker was supposed to be picked up on May 5th. After a few days of hiking, an NPS news release said he was reported missing that day. Evans was considered an athletic, was considered athletic and an experienced long distance hiker who was familiar with Joshua Tree, according to a Park Service news release. Evans' loved ones ran a Facebook page seeking information on his whereabouts in the months since the appearance disappearance. They said in a social media post that they are saddened to share his remains have been located. It appears he succumbed to complications related to alcohol withdrawal. Yikes. So here's what the story is, or here's what I've pieced together from all the stuff I read. The young guy struggling with drugs and alcohol. He loves hiking. He loves the outdoors. He decides, okay, I'm not going into a treatment center uh, or the hospital or any of that stuff. I'm going out. I'm going to just tough it out in the woods. Probably seen some version of that online somehow, somewhere, you know, a movie or something. I don't know. But 
And uh, he goes out there, and, man, he just he can't make it. Said he sought sought healing through nature, but underestimated the challenges of his condition. They say it has his cause of death death hasn't been been determined completely, but that's what they suspect. Yeah, how could you figure that out? So super super sad. Um, And there have been three or four reports just in the last couple weeks about people getting off trails and dying and I guess falling in hot pot pools of water. But, you know, and, and people that are experienced hikers, I mean, a lot of people that are listed as lost right now, currently are like supposed to be experienced hikers. Hmm. Yeah, this, I don't like any of that stuff. No, this it goes back. I was having a conversation with my grandson, who's now 16 years old, and we were grilling yesterday, and I don't know, the topic went to alcohol, and I said, you know, I'll tell you my experience. Everything bad that is ever really bad that's happened to me, I could trace it all back <laughs> to uh, to that. Alcohol is the drugs or alcohol or the string that, flows through each one of those areas. The thread. The that thread. Mm-hmm. Runs and that links them together. That. And I said it happens in your family members. It's happened to other people. It's very obvious. And I'm just telling you right now. And this guy looks like he had a same thing, you know? Well, and, and uh, interestingly, Mrs. Graney and I have been watching the series I Should Not Have Survived. I don't know and that. It's, what is it? Yeah, it's a collection of stories about people who get lost in the wilderness or boats sink or whatever it is and they're not supposed to live but they most of them do end up living uh and she (laughs) she's like we've we've turned down the can't go hiking you don't do that kind of stuff do you (laughs) watching these people like you are and then like we watched one the other day and she goes okay if you go hiking again you have to have this long ribbon and like, so you can tie it to a stick and you have to have this other thing. And then you have to have this other thing. And so there's like 40 pounds worth of gear that, uh, if I ever go hiking again, that she's going to want me to carry. I said, honey, it doesn't work that way. Well, I last th- weekend, I take three matches that are strike anywhere matches and three pieces oh gosh, of string and a, sh- and a sharp stick. Last weekend, 50 hunters gathered in New York's Mohawk Valley to take aim at the local coyotes. A hunting club offered prizes for the largest male and female carcasses, paying $400 to the winning contestants. The event was among the last sanctioned animal hunting contest in the state, following lawmakers' passage of a ban on such events that will take effect later this year. The oh, they're going to come up. They're going to come up with something else. Do you know there's how... a growing awareness of contest and the damaging and their damaging cause ecologically? Said Renee, not true. Secor Carnivore Conservation Director with Project Coyote, a nonprofit Lias. dedicated to protecting carnivore species. Public Lias. attitudes on wildlife management are shifting. 
You sit on a throne of lies. They, New York becomes the 10th state to ban or limit wildlife hunting contest with the new law. They're the coming after your state. fishing next. You don't think it's happening? You don't think it's happening? Oregon's oh, well, wildlife agency imposed yeah, but, a ban last year. Do you notice that everything that's going on, though, that they're banding or banning uh, comes back, and when it goes to the Supreme Court, it's overturned? I mean, yeah, but it, you can't you can't rely on that to happen time and time again. I mean, there's ten of them now. You think all ten of these states are going to the Supreme Court and going to get overturned? Yeah, have there's there's issues. Up, partner, you got to have somebody come up to the plate and you know get a lawyer and go all the way through it. And, and it's in I California you, man, the Supreme Court deal that got overturned. Uh, right, that ammo, whole ammo thing. We're going to talk about that. that. We're going to talk about that. But it took, about that. it took years. It took years. So we cannot rely on Well, then on they that. know that. They know that it's going to take years. They know that they can do something right now. But, you know, but, but they're also the first ones to complain when little Fifi, and we're going to talk about that on the, on the, in the next hour about the mountain lion problem and, and, and coyotes snatching dogs and coyotes snatching kitties. And, and you cannot, you cannot wipe out the coyotes. You can't, you no. kill a hundred of them. And all they do is they're genetically disposed to, instead of having three pups, they'll have 10 pups, the ones that survive. And I mean, I just finished that whole study on them this right. spring did it talk you about did, a study on did it talk about how uh, how they mate for life they hey join together we got a whole nother hour okay. of the outdoor zone coming up on the flip side <laughs> i do want to talk it. about the uh beefsteak had a good a good uh topic for the flip side about uh what celebrity would you want to hunt or fish with that you haven't or or those that you have We'll talk about on the flip side. You get it oh, only one people place. People are going to be calling, wanting to go with us. Uh, it's going to be terrible. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse 24-7, 365. You can find us at theoutdoorzone.com. Zone with TJ and Cody Ryan live from the bunkhouse. 
Welcome back, Regulators. You're tuned in to the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse. Yeah, it's just an old tin shack on the back of the ranch, but we call it home every Sunday morning live at 102.7 FM out of Austin, Texas, ESPN, or 24-7-365 on all your favorite podcast platforms, recorded live podcast available for you and all your friends. And... uh my name is TJ Graney, and the bunkhouse with me is Cody Ryan. Oh, yeah. Beefsteak <laughs> is in the house. I, why does he do that every time? Every time. I don't know. <sighs> and Jack is the ranch hand that gets here early, makes sure the gate gets open, fires up the old pot belly stove. And yeah, this segment's brought to you by our friends over at McBride's Guns. Man, you know you got to have a local full service gun shop that you support. And ours is McBride's Guns. Whether you're looking for a new rifle, shotgun, personal carry, special order, <clears throat> special order firearm, the staff at McBride's can help you with it. They have a gunsmith on staff to help you adjust, repair, or modify those firearms. Looking for your personal carry or referral class? One place, McBride's Guns. You'll find them in the same place they've been for years, the corner of 30th and Lamar. You can call them, 512 512- Four seven two thirty five thirty two, or just go online at McBride'sGuns.com. McBride's Guns, they're our hometown gun shop. So we were talking during one of the breaks. Celebrities, yeah. you want to? So it came it came up that we were talking about celebrities that we've either been hunting or fishing with, or would want to go hunting or fishing with, or both. Actually, and, both. Or both. Answer or both. both those I, questions. I would say that, that probably the 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 one that I did not know, I, I went fishing, took a guy fishing one time. I did not know at the time the level of celebrity this guy was, um, but had kind of found out, and it kind of started on the dock as we were loading up to go fishing when somebody ran over. Mm-hmm to ask for his autograph not yours the, uh, not yours you're like hey here here mine. you go i'll do it <laughs> not by any not by any stretch uh i got set up to take uh sir sir uh oh and i always forget his name uh oh. sir he's a knight he's been knighted <laughs> oh, my. he's uh, the golf guy he's the, yeah, golf, the guy. golf guy sir uh come on beefsteak you'll know Sir Galahad, uh, sir. No, he's also, uh, he. Yeah, he's uh, the voice on. He he does the commentating for the PGA. He's on the video game. Uh, oh look at that! It's a crack shot there, <laughs> uh, sir. Oh, hold on! Now I got to look. Darn it! I went into this whole thing and I. That's. I'm drawing a blank on his name. Uh. All right. Well, well while you I, look that while up, while you look it up and try and figure it out, Beef, have you been around a celebrity other than Cody in your outdoor adventures? <laughs> Actually, I was going to say in the outdoor adventures, you all probably have done most of it, except for, you know, I got to meet and talk with the guy. Um, his name is Aaron Ralston, and he was in that. He was the guy that they created the movie One Hundred and Twenty Seven Hours. 
with. You know the guy. Oh, the guy that, with no hand. Yeah, that went his down. Hand off with pocket knife. With his own pocket knife, as it dulled out and had to get through. Dude. The, yeah, it was. So after he was at a conference that I was at, and so I got uh, stayed around and got to talk to him for about 30, 45 minutes. We sat down and talked about the backstory of most of it. The interesting part is the whole Christian aspect of it and, and what they allude to in the movie about him going and talking to, seeing his future kids, you know, and that he needed to live for that reason and how he was having that conversation with God and, uh, and showed, you know, his two kids that he saw them comes back. And sure enough, later on, that's exactly what happened. And they look like Sir Nick too. Faldo. Faldo, yes. Sir Nick Faldo. Oh, yes. Quite That's the guy right. there. Quite the guy. So that I was a really with. good conversation that I could think of with the outdoor stuff. Um, I did have a funny run-in with a cele- celebrity, celebrities, actually. So up in, I went to a... I, I, <laughs> I don't went, know that Don even... <laughs> Beef, I don't... Did, you, did he even catch what that you said that code? Cody? Yeah, Nick Faldo. Yeah, he just okay. skipped right over it. No, okay. I was Keep okay. Fine. Thank Keep, you. Keep. Yeah, Nick, he's he's a pretty cool dude. <laughs> handsome man. Yes, very handsome. I can't believe oh. uh, did so. Did anything happen on the boat, Cody? Did you? Like, oh, it was hilarious. He had a he had trouble setting the hook <laughs> and getting the fish in. Uh, we had we had several several fish on, and I was getting you know, kind of not upset, but I was like, come on, man, we got to get some of these fish in. Like he would hook, he would have a bunch of them on and he wouldn't set the hook real hard. Mm. He'd done a lot of fly fishing. I guess you don't set the hook like you do in bass fishing and they would come up and jump and get off. And I was getting kind of stressed. He's like, relax, Cody. It's all about the bite. I just, I just like the bite. I don't have to reel him in. I just <laughs> the like the nibbles, bite. The I just like feeling the bite. And, uh, and so that was. The and deal. you grabbed the like feeling. You the grabbed bite. the rod right out of his hand and said, "This how you do it, Jack." Nah, I mean, the I tried. You know, we he landed some fish, but yeah, he he just said, "I just like the bite. I just like the bite. Don't stress about it." So I'm going to go back to my story about okay. beef, beef steak on an elevator in a hotel in Chicago, Illinois. All right. And yeah. as I'm at a karate tournament, karate, okay. you met white, Jersey Shore, white belt. I'm a white belt. Okay. You're at a and, karate tournament. Yes. And I'm going down, you know, Marriott downtown. Two weeks water. ago. No, no. And so I, we were on me and my friend, we were going down to the tournament, jumped in the, in, in the elevator, opened up the doors. And sure enough, you wouldn't believe who's in there. Chuck it's Norris. Chuck Norris and Bill Superfoot Wallace. They were the main guys that were there. Get out of here. No. I don't know and who they, Superfoot is. Oh, come on. He was the bad guy in all of those Chuck they Norris. They made a song you know. about him. Superfoot. No, on, no, no, no. Superfoot. Look him up. I thought it Look was him up. Foot loose. No, it's because loose. of his side heel kick. Or Cut something. loose. Put on your dancing shoes. Hey, can I finish my story? There's no Kevin Bacon. Not (laughs) everything goes back to Kevin Bacon. Put on your dancing shoes. And and so he they get in and he is leaning up against they both have their black belts in their hand. They're not they don't have their geese all 
So it and he looked over that. and said, "No, Here and you I go, kid." I looked over. I wish it ended that way, but I looked at him, and you know, beefsteak will say anything, right? And talk to anybody. And I'm like, hey, man. No, the you... black belt had Chuck Norris. Uh, yeah. Yeah, the black that, belt got got to be in the presence of Chuck Norris. Chuck that, Norris didn't have the presence of the black belt. That's right. He was good holding one, it back. Cody. Good one. And uh, that, that's a new out. joke. I like that good joke. So, anyways, um, I said, "Man, you two look pretty rough this morning." Because they were leaning against Bill Superfoot Wells was leaning against the side and holding his head like he'd been a and long night. And you woke up night. in the elevator two days later. <laughs> no with a headache. He he looked looked at me and he got this like just this growl kind of stare, you know, at me. And he, he said, he, he pulled, uh, grabbed his black belt that he was holding in his hand. He goes, here, why don't you take it? And he offered it to me like, you think you can do better? You know, like, okay, I look rough. You're going to say that. Here you go. Go, I'd grab it from him and say, thanks, you wussy. And at that point, I seized up. I did not say <laughs> a word. run away. <laughs> the doors opened, and I just stood there and waited for him to leave. Next thing I know, he's right there on the stage, and there him and him and Chuck Norris are doing their competition, you know, their big show and uh, starting I, off the know, tournament. I appreciate Chuck Norris, but I think right now on the commercials I see him doing, there's a little bit of, a little bit of Botox happening to that old oh. boy's face. Man, I don't. It's bad, dude. He's eighty some years old, right? Dude is in yeah, shape. Yeah, but come on, be eighty. Okay, real you quick, we got to take a break. Thirty. So let's go around and and who would you want to? Who would be your person you'd want to go hunting and fishing with? Spend an afternoon or a dinner or whatever driving around the ranch. If you got one time, one day, we got to go. We got Trump thirty Jr. seconds. Huh? Trump Junior. Don Jun. Oh, Don Junior. Good choice. That's pretty good. Yeah. TJ. He likes the outdoors. TJ, you yeah, got mine's one? Mine's going to be Lucas Black. Oh, there you go. The guy uh-huh. from Fast and Furious and all those other movies. Bring like masculinity that. back. Yeah, that that's an interesting. I'm going to be weird, and I'm going to tell you, I would like to Shocking. hunt with um, Abraham Lincoln. Honey Boo Boo? No, Abraham <laughs> Lincoln. I would love to go hunting with Abraham Lincoln. I think oh. it would be so cool. Yeah, yeah, it would be kind of weird. He'd be quiet skinny, yeah. because, you know, it'd be like a bag of bones, I guess. <laughs> and he'd just say bones. stuff like, Don. He wouldn't say anything. It would just be, To I be mean, or not to be is the shot to be said, Don. He hadn't been alive well, for a long time. I'll tell you time, what, he would send people out if he said he could say four score. And 70 years ago, I went to Sun Automotive. And I got my vehicle checked because everybody <laughs> at some point needs to have their vehicle repaired. And it can be hard to find a mechanic you can trust. So we use our friends at Sun Auto Service. You know, Sun Auto Service is a family-owned and operated auto and repair maintenance company since 1978. So when it comes to your auto repair and maintenance needs, your brake repairs, your transmission services, Sun Automotive sincerely appreciates having the opportunity to serve you at the Sun Auto Service repair shop nearest you. Mine happens to be 405 West Slaughter Lane. Yours might be 1300 Medical Parkway in Cedar Park and 1403 Rivery Boulevard in Georgetown and Lakeway. At 1206 Ranch Road 620, there are more locations. Just go to sunautoservice.com to check them out. I follow them on Facebook for great maintenance tips and specials. So just go there and sign up at sunautoservice.com.
All right, Peter Report coming up next. You get it only one place. It's the Outdoor Zone. We are live in the bunkhouse. You can catch us 24-7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. I'm Andy Morgan, and I fish FLW, and you're listening to the Outdoor Zone. All right, welcome back, regulators. You're tuned into the Outdoor Zone 24 7, 365 as a live recorded podcast on all your favorite podcast platforms or 24 or 7 to 9 a.m. on Sunday mornings, Central Time, right here in the United States of America. Hey, don't forget Nile Maxwell Supercenter. You can get a fast start without the fast talk to the new year during our big President's Day sales event at Nile Maxwell Supercenter. And there's some really big news in 2024. How about the Ram 1500 Lone Star Crew Cab with total savings over $14,000? Ram 1500 is America's best light-duty pickup for the new vehicle. Quality as ranked by J.D. Power. How about a 24-2500 Tradesman Diesel 4x4 without, with over 13000 in savings? That's the truck I drive. Save a lot of Benjamins when you shop at Nile Maxwell Supercenter. You have Nile's personal promise to beat any competitor's price in Central Texas. Just bring us their deal and we'll beat it. Head to the Nile Maxwell Supercenter where we sell more than anyone else. 621-83 in Austin or visit us online at NileMaxwellSupercenter.com. NileMaxwellSupercenter.com. Now it's time for our PETA report. <laughs> They are anti-hunting, anti-fishing, anti-meat, anti-you and your family's outdoor heritage. It's time for the Outdoor Zone's PETA Report, because we love animals too. They taste great. Because we love animals too. They taste great. Bumper sticker worthy. PETA fights for 10 vegan commandments in Oklahoma classrooms in response to Bill uh, the People for Ethical Treatment of Animals, PETA, wants Oklahoma classrooms to display the group's 10 vegan commandments. The organization says it is in response to a bill filed by Oklahoma State Representative Jim Olson, Roland, uh, that would require the 10 commandments in the classroom in the state. So in every classroom in the state. So there's a, a, a Republican congressman that wants the Ten Commandments return back into the classroom. Yes, return back, yeah. Mm-hmm. But back into the classroom. And so for those nine million people who are sending PETA checks and supporting their activities, they uh they're they're wanting the Ten Commandments of PETA which is basically says the unnecessary violence inflicted on the billions of animals tormented and slaughtered every year in archaic experiments for food, clothing, and entertainment depends on a simple lack of empathy for others who may appear different from us, but nevertheless share humans' interest in enjoying life without experiencing undue fear, pain, or violence. Blah, 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 
blah, blah. The Ten Vegan Commandments. They want those in public schools. I don't even, I didn't even look them up. I didn't uh, even want to take time to peace, do it. I just understanding, thought, compassion, empathy. Mm. One of the, one of the things that, bone, bone uh, loss. that has been an abs- absolutely devastating to our youth has been removing discipline and God from our classrooms. Amen, brother. Just, Amen. Come on now. Hmm. I mean, it's it's terrible. It, I, I there is such a positive flow towards homeschool now, and I used to think homeschool was just for strange people, <laughs> but I was so 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 wrong. You know the and, kids. Well, that, you, the kids that come to KOZ. That journey. Oh, I I just want we've, to say that the kids that come to KOZ, I can always tell when they're homeschooled. They're, they're like a grade ahead, man. And the way they act and the way that they understand what you're saying and their, their ability to process information and do something with it is well, a, and, is and a and step that, ahead. And not that our, I mean, tons of our kids got to go to public school. There's just no options for them, right? They just don't have the option. And so taking the good stuff out of the school that was a positive influence because some person has a a burr in their saddle is just, it's killing our kids. Are you going to do that, Cody Ryan? It's not, it's, it's not, it's not a, this isn't something that's going to better society. This idea, this this whole push that Pete is having and moving towards, this is not this is not realistic. This is a marketing ploy, and they try and indoctrinate these kids starting at a young age to be their future funders of this of this terrorist organization. And you see it with terrorist groups, and I, yes, PETA is a terrorist group, and you see it with terrorist groups all across the world that indoctrinating the children starting when they're young is the way they grow their future crop of terrorists. You know, what was exactly it? what they're doing? What was it that our buddy who is in California, hold he's, back. I don't care. he's in the California schools and he said that his wife was a teacher or a counselor in the California schools and, she's a counselor. and that, yeah. and that his, uh, and that there was that they were allowing kids that were these migrant kids or these illegal aliens coming in. They were letting them into their schools. They were from um, from Eastern wherever you know Iran or Iraq or some of these places. And these these kids, especially some little boys, were uh, talking about how they couldn't wait to be like their dad, who martyred himself. And was killed and the family was given money. And so now the little boy can't wait to martyr himself. He wants to be a martyr and uh, because that's that will take care of his family. He does it to take care of his family or want his desire to take care of his family. And that's some of what's coming across the border in this influx of people coming across the border. And that was from a friend of ours who's, who has you know, his wife's in the schools hearing that and they can't stop it. 
they won't they they don't have these boundaries in place to stop the kid from talking like that. It's crazy. Well, when when a when a child is indoctrinated with a thought, I mean, to tell them that that's not truth, you think about it in our our world and just the youth around us. If if a child is grew up thinking a certain way, how do you change that? And do you change that? And that's all they're trying to do is infiltrate the public school system with these thoughts and these these ideas that kids are going to grow up thinking is normal. Well, that's the whole. That, that, there's a whole bunch of that in all different areas. Hey, I also wanted to mention real quick before we go, we we're talking about the not killing predators, not allowing the predator hunting, not allowing that stuff. Uh, Sean and Shannon Leach live in the high country of Summit County, Colorado, near the banks of the Snake River. On January 27th, their four, 14-month-old month-old Kerr mix Fergus. Kerr mix dog Fergus. Uh, they let him out in the backyard, and they were sitting around. And all of a sudden, they heard this weird yelp of some kind. And so they go out there, start poking around, and they grab a flashlight. And they're like, "Okay, this is not good." And they start, you know, looking around. When they see a little bit of blood on the ground, it's like, "Oh my gosh!" And then they see a mountain lion standing over their little dog laying there. And uh, the husband runs in the house, grabs a gun, comes in, shoots in front of the mountain lion. The, the mountain lion just stares at him, shoots again, and the mountain lion moves off. And the little dog walks over, his eyeball hanging out of the socket on one side. And uh, <laughs> they get him to the vet and they rescue him. But they're now they're doing, they're like putting this notice out like, you can, people have to be, you live in the mountains, you live in the wilderness, you have to remember there's, wild animals out there mountain lions bobcats coyotes coyotes which yeah. may make you alive and you it goes live, into you live amongst them you do you, you live in their world live right in the middle of their and if you're even if you're in the city now come on coyotes have adapted they're oh, for they're sure. they're way okay with living on the edge of the city, living in the park next to your house. Well, and that little nugget of, uh, you know, that they have that you have running around your backyard is. Oh yeah. That little <laughs> meow. Furry. Yeah. That little chicken tender that you got running <laughs> around the back. They love hey, it. I'll tell you what, uh, I have my family protected by, and that's how true health share. Because finding affordable, top-quality healthcare options can be tricky for anybody these days, in particular sportsmen, entrepreneurs, even those who are self-employed. But Altria HealthShare, they're a 501c3 organization that's been sharing in medical needs for over 25 years. Altria HealthShare is not insurance. However, it offers a powerful alternative to traditional insurance and those skyrocketing costs that are associated Look, I got my family covered by Altria HealthShare, and I wouldn't do it any other way. It's simple. Members contribute each month to a membership escrow account, and then eligible medical needs are then shared from that escrow account. It's literally that 
easy. A dedicated member service representative team helps members navigate everything from finding health care providers to guiding members through submitting medical needs for sharing. You can find out how much you can save by going to myshare.org where Altura Health Share, where we care for one another. All right, coming up, we've got your, uh, oh, what is it? Armed Citizens Report. You get it only one place. It's the Outdoor Zone. Live in the bunkhouse 24-7-365 at com. This is Michael Waddell with The Bone Collector, and you're listening to TJ, Cody Ryan, and Beefsteak on the number one outdoor radio show, The Outdoor Zone. All right, welcome back, Regulators. You're tuned in to the Outdoor Zone 24-7, 365 is a live recorded podcast at theoutdoorzone.com and all your favorite podcast platforms. Hey, Keystone Bank, experience the value of community banking where local matters. This is where the bunkhouse boy, that's where, this is where we, we take our stacks of cash over here to Keystone Bank. Come join the bank of choice for Austin community members, families, and entrepreneurs. It's Keystone Bank, founded by our good buddy Jeff Wilkinson and his team and operated right here in Austin, Texas, by locals just like you. That's why we're so invested in our community and its success. When you bank with Keystone, you enjoy the local relationship-based service that sets us apart. Banking at your fingertips anywhere, anytime. To learn more, get started with Keystone account. Visit one of our locations in person. There's 13715 East Ladera Boulevard in Bee Caves. 500 Pressler Street in downtown Austin or 900 Hutchins Avenue in beautiful Ballinger, Texas. Or just go to the website, keystone.bank, keystone.bank for all their information. Keystone Bank, where local matters. Now it's time for our Armed Citizen Report. Today, legal firearm owners are protecting themselves and their families across the nation. These acts of courage and valor are seldom reported throughout the liberal media. The Outdoor Zone wants you to know the truth. This is the Armed System for the Week. There we go. All right. So... As requested, homeowner uses muzzleloader to shoot late-night intruder, <laughs> landing him in critical condition. <laughs> You're this. just talking about open Muzzleloader, sites. man. <laughs> uh, Franklin County, Vermont. Oh, weird. It's Vermont, obviously. Probably the only firearm you can have in Vermont is a muzzleloader. A homeowner, Gordon Richards. Richard Sr. reportedly shot and critically injured Paul E. Brown, 39, during an attempted break-in late Tuesday night. According to Vermont State Police, Brown, along with two other men, allegedly tried to force their way into Richard's home on Sand Hill Road, specifically targeting the area where Richardson's Richard's son, Matthew, 40, resided. The incident occurred just after 1.30 p.m. when Richard confronted the intruders. He used a muzzleloader rifle to shoot Brown and then secure his home before alerting authorities. Police discovered Brown in a neighbor's neighboring yard while his accomplice had escaped. Brown received immediate medical attention initially at Northern Northwestern Medical Center and subsequently at University of Vermont Medical Center. As of Wednesday afternoon, he was in critical condition. Police say that 
have yet to make any arrest in connection with the incident. They executed a search warrant at Richard's residence, conducting interviews and following various leads. Richard has been cooperating with the ongoing investigation. Hmm. A muzzle. The thing that bothered me about this is why are they, why is that such an why are ordeal? They ex- why are they executing a search warrant on his house? Yeah, and why is this such a an ordeal like that, I guess? This is, it should be, you know, I mean, I guess they need to look at it, but ongoing investigation? Well, Wouldn't it be well simple? there may be more to that, but <laughs> deal is <laughs> that black powder gun. I just envision this guy caliber ball lead just put a big old gaping hole in that guy. I just envision the guy, you know, like in those old movies where you're taking this old horn uh, that's full of, uh, you know, gunpowder and you're putting it down the rod. That's not how it works. Taking off and ripping with your hand. Pop a tab in there and it's just background. Two pieces you load instead of one nowadays. Background checks for ammo purchases declared unconstitutional by California judge. In a recent ruling, U.S. District Judge Roger Benitez, appointed by President George W. Bush, <laughs> declared California's law mandating background checks for ammunition ammunition purchases unconstitutional. That's right. And issued a permanent injunction against such. I told you. I told you that's what's going to happen. The one in New York got turned down. I mean, come on. Of course. Yeah, but it's taking years and years. And when they're when they're when the government is or these whoever these people are, these these liberal cities are are putting forth so many more laws by the time it reaches this point and gets overturned there's 10 other ones that are already in place yeah that are affecting governor newsom both uh he was uh governor newsom criticized the ruling emphasizing the life-saving impact of background checks and he accused benitez the which has nothing uh, to do with this he accused benitez of favoring gun lobby interest well, the same way with that new one, they're coming out where they want to keep people safe with mandatory, you know, gun safes, right? The and and the, and the the cool one of the cool things about it was that Olympic shooter Kim Rhodes mm-hmm. and the California Rifle and Pistol Association were the ones who were fighting against it. So it's like that. Uh, it's like that girl that was the swimmer that's fighting against all the men being in female sports that people are finally just getting fed up with some of this ridiculous stuff and fighting back and thank goodness they are but you know you're right Cody you're it's years brutal years and you have to give your give a chunk of your life up to fight yeah this was approved in 2016 and by voters yeah but well California hilarious uneducated voters thinking that background checks for ammunition purchases mean something right well they heard like background checks and that's all they heard right yeah background checks are fine we go through background everybody has to do background checks 
for legal firearm purchases. You have to do a background check to get a job. Yeah. I mean. But, but for ammunition, come on, man. They're just trying to. Come on, man. It, the problem is I think they were having like, it was like 16% were false, uh, coming up false. Um, right. They were flagged as. They were okay, flagged incorrectly. Right. And that's like a lot. 16%. That's, that's a, a lot. lot. I'd hate that for that to happen. You'd go to oh, Nevada. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And then try and get over that. Try and get through that. Yeah. You drive to Nevada <laughs> and you go get your ammo or, you know, somewhere else. I don't else, know. Right? Nevada's probably. No. Yeah. Right and and, I'm, and I guarantee you they, they have import rules and regulations and all kinds of stuff where they're like, if you bring it across the border. Oh, I'm sure. Hey, uh, Georgia, middle Georgia bear hunt. Did you hear about this? They got bears in Georgia now. Yeah. And they I got heard a bear hunt. about it. They're doing a bear hunt there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They've had uh three bears taken now, uh, yields three bears. Uh, it was a great day. I guess they just had a one day at the end of the day on December 16th. Only two bears were brought to the WMA check station in middle Georgia uh, that covers private lands. Uh, and then I guess they opened it up for one more day to allow an additional bear hunting day on January 16th. And only one bear was killed then. They're guessing they have a population somewhere. They don't have exact numbers, but somewhere around 300. Uh, but they were able to take uh, three of them. But uh, anyway, that's that's cool. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. If it's, we're gonna have uh, that in Texas one day, if the herd's big enough to hunt, that's what you want to do, right? Yeah, well, you got to manage it somehow. Right? That is kind we, of a well, cool. and it creates awareness. It starts a whole nother whole nother thing when you include them into the wildlife management system, and that's, that's how that's how. Our turkey populations, our deer populations, our elk populations, all the above have had their comeback is through bringing them into the wildlife management system. And when you buy your, when you buy ammo or you buy outdoor, you know, guns or anything with archery, um, it goes into, you know, provides money. I mean, a lot of money. Researchers are continuing to study the small bear population to learn more while middle Georgia population continues to increase, which presents another layer of challenges. December 21st, coming up in 2024, will be the next middle Georgia bear hunt. And then if they do not collect six bears that day, they'll have another day that takes place on January 1st. So... Kind we of gotta, a neat way to get in into on it and trying to figure it out and research yeah. it. And let's let's get in on it. Let's do it. I don't know. I don't know that. I I mean, you can there go states where you can just go there. You can go to Virginia and they're like deer over there. They're just wandering yeah, around. Tennessee, same way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's more of them than than there we are. Need, you need a, a matter of fact. We need people. an invitation to go kill bear. We, we need somebody to invite us up to put the smack down on. We need to kill bear and we need to kill. Did you see that story about that Python 
yes. that was killed in the in the Everglades, like twenty eight feet long. Yeah, it it's was like, like the heaviest python or second heaviest python ever. Dude, you yeah. see, there were like Four ten different. guys, ten or twelve guys holding it. That's how long it was. It's across five, a whole five, driveway. But it was well, it was it was actually it started off as six guys, but one of them accidentally got swallowed. <laughs> so it was five guys holding it. It's like two hundred and twenty. One guy pounds. in the middle. Two hundred and twenty pounds, I think it was, like seventeen and a half foot long. There's no chance. I want zero We're going. to do with that. No, you're gonna be the point man. We're gonna no. send you out with I your want little mucker nothing boots. To Dude, do we gotta with go do that. You can't. seventeen foot snake. I don't like a seven inch snake. It that sounds weird. Tell us about <laughs> your mattress head. factory. Speaking mattress of. factory. <laughs> you are all thrown off by that snake thing. I hate it. for spiders too, dude. Uh factory mattress. Yep, Mrs. Graney and I looked forever. We had went online. We were completely set up. We knew exactly what we wanted. Then we went to see our buddy Steve uh at factory mattress and they put us into the right fit sleep mapping technology went through that whole thing and ended up picking a completely different mattress saved a bunch of money uh it was a really great experience shop smarter not harder with science back sleep solutions at factory mattress plus you can save your back from having to deal with any of the hauling off the old bringing in the new because they'll they'll provide factory mattress makes it easy to save money and you're back with free delivery setup and removal get the right bed now during the sales going on at factory mattress where they have sleep down to a science find out more at factory mattress texas.com factory mattress texas.com they have locations everywhere go get that go get that new bed start this year off good the new bed. All right, we'll wrap this whole thing up on the flip side. It's the Outdoor Zone. We are live cast. You can catch 24-7-365 at theoutdoorzone.com. This is T. Roy Bruce Orr, listening to the Outdoor Zone. Call me Redneck, White Trash, and Blue Collar. All right, this is your Redneck, White Trash, Blue Collar Outdoor Zone radio show coming to you live from the bunkhouse. Hey, track us all week long at theoutdoorzone.com. Okay, guys. So my my question, my question was, um, hunting season is over for me right now. And I feel like I, it was good. If I were to look back, I'm like, it was good. I finished up the right way. I told you I drove out there last day of the extended season and did a drive through on a deer, came back and, um, just got to get shot on my tags. You know, we took my grandson out. Um, you know, there's just, it was a full, not too full, but fulfilling season this year. And so I wanted to ask you all, what, what, uh, did you have a fulfilling hunting season this year? No, I'm in need of meat still. Okay. And, uh, you need to be out with TJ gotta, right now. Luckily, Texas, we have some exotic options. Maybe I'll, uh, have to get in on here 
soon to uh, continue to fill the freezer. But no, ah, mine's mine was not uh, fulfilled. I did have a great hunt and uh, uh, really made my father-in-law really happy that you to, shot uh, his big that deer? I harvested that I harvested a deer that he passed on uh, with my bow, but uh, he's super ecstatic about that. Yeah. But uh, that was it. That was it. I hunted a lot. I didn't hunt quality. I didn't hunt a, a bunch of time, but I hunted a bunch of times, uh, if mm. that makes any sense. Sure, short. As I was looking Duration. at a couple deer here that were coming through the little farm, you know, a little corner I got over here every now and then you get a big deer that comes through and you'll see it once or twice on camera, but I never got to see it in person, see any, any of them in person. So it was, uh, uneventful on my end. I, I need to do some, some major freezer filling on my so end. TJ got for, an elk at the beginning of the so year. So for me, yeah, I had, so the, the one really fun hunting trip that I did that where I really, really felt like I got to hunt and spend some time hunting. I killed that elk and that was great and filled, put elk in the freezer and the meat stash is stocked up well for that. And, um, and then the white one white tail deer that was coming across our farm was hit by a car in the, during the season and while well, he was wandering around and so I didn't get to kill the deer that I wanted to kill on the farm. So I, that, I didn't, I didn't go out much. I didn't do much. I sat at my farm and hunted a little bit and I went on that one elk trip. And so my hunting this year was very limited, very so limited. What we need to but, think about and talk about is what will we do different next year and start. That'll be a topic, you know, like think about that. You know what? So I can't think now, about tomorrow, much less next <laughs> hunting season. Yeah, oh, yeah, I have a hard time with that as well. I think I think that uh, I do need to find. We are lucky in Texas that we have some exotics and stuff, and I would Absolutely. like, yeah, yeah, I would like to find a good access or come something on, to, and we can all go together. Yes. Wouldn't that be a yes. Yeah, come on. Yeah. We can all share a room. I oh, I forgot to post that picture of Cody Ryan in his boots and whitey tidy whiteies only when he walked they into that camp. They weren't whitey tidies. They were at the Wyo Ranch. It was like oh, I don't 14 wear degrees. Tidies. We've had this. Why do you bring up? My it is absolutely <laughs> was. He couldn't. He, he, he couldn't resist. He saw you. He couldn't. I and missed. I the, missed last week's show. But the week before that, you bring up me and my underwear again, dude. What is up with this? All right. Hey, I need you guys to get off of that topic. You can have that conversation. I was on just your saying, if later. we all went hunting Not and we were all we're sleeping in the same bunkhouse, and then all the same kind of we, choices you want. I got a flashback. We're not going to talk about it on air. <laughs> I got a flashback. I would go on all. that hunting trip. Oh, what? You don't we're think all you sleep it? Sleeping in the same bunkhouse? No, I've I've made that mistake. Beefsteak. Oh, gonna, of us, I was going to pull a little RV trailer anymore. I was going to pull a little RV trailer, and we could all just sit around. Well, you can and live. You can stay in that. And, oh, you would put a little pup tent out in front 
or about 40 yards away. In a blink you? of an eye. <laughs> I would sleep on the hood of a semi-truck in the pouring down rain before I would get in <laughs> While that While it's RV driving down the you. interstate. <laughs> yeah, in reverse. Oh, my. Yeah. Oh, boy. Man, it's that bad. Uh, wow. Oh, my gosh. Oh, y'all are close. That's special. Hell, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I just I just flashback to the Wyo Ranch where you had us, Cody Ryan. We brought all those kids. We had like 30 kids. And where they put us up is they put bunk beds inside of an open, um, it was a pavilion. And all they did was wrap it. All y'all did was wrap it with a tarp. And you're like, okay, it's 14 degrees. Get in there. And it was the Those coldest. Those were camps. Those were screened in camp houses. Those were screened in. Kids been staying in for 50 years. Don't be a whiny years. baby. It was an open, you, man, they were open memory, air. I got memory pictures. on this whole thing is. Hey, want to so remind everybody. Want to remind everybody that coming up April 20th, we're having the Kids Outdoor Zone Gala at the Hyatt at uh, downtown Austin. Uh, Hyatt on Ladyburger Lake. We'd love to have everybody grab a ticket and bring your friends. You can meet and see beefsteak and cheesecake and oh, yeah. Cody Ryan, and I'll be there. And uh, we're going to share everything about Kids Outdoor Zone KOZ and what's going on with KOZ. Got special celebrity guest coming. And uh, you'll hear more about that in the very near future. You won't want to miss it. There's some advertising and sponsorship opportunities. Donate uh, donate to the program. Everything that we raise during the event goes to the Kids Outdoor Zone program where we train men in churches around the world to use hunting and fishing as a way to reach into the community and spend time mentoring fatherless boys and fathers and sons together. Get more information at kidsoutdoorzone.com, kidsoutdoorzone.com, where uh, our motto is no kid left inside. So so there you go. So the guy I wanted to hunt with, I talked about Abraham Lincoln, so I'm going to do a quote from him. It says, give me six hours to chop down a tree, and I will spend the first four sharpening the axe. Now that people have heard. This one? He would have oh, said Lord. it this way. He would have said, Sir, my concern is whether God is on our side. My greatest concern is to be on God's side, for God is always right. Okay, this week's Bible verse comes from Matthew 5, 1, uh, 5, 14. You are the light of the world. A seat built on a hill cannot be hidden. Live it, love it, learn it. I'm Cody Ryan. Same place, same time next week. All right, folks, want to encourage you this week, get the kids off the couch, take them for a walk in the park, show them the birds, the trees. Heck, take them hunting, take them fishing. We don't care what it is. As long as you get them into the great outdoor zone, we're all headed to church. Want to encourage you, find a good Bible-based church in your community. After all, it all belongs to him. Anyway, if you want to start a hunting and fishing ministry in your church, you can go to kidsoutdoorzone.com to get information on that. If you have a boy who needs some time in the outdoors or a good mentor, go to kidsoutdoorzone.com. There's churches all around the world using the program um if you'd like to donate land vehicles money to the program fully tax deductible help us with no kid left inside donate to kidsoutdoorzone.com all right from cody ryan beefsteak ranch hand jack 
of all trades and myself, TJ Granny, we just want to say God bless and regulators, let's mount up. 45, cause the country boy can survive. Country folks can survive.